everybody. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to Aces Up the Sleeve. I'm Patty, co-hosting with the co-managing partner of Pocket Aces Racing, or PAR, for a quick reference, Jared Shoemaker. Good morning, which is unusual for us uh, <laughs> doing this in the mornings. Well, uh, unusual. Hell, we've only done three of these. It's only the third <laughs> one, but just the previous two have been at night. So, yeah, uh, yeah but uh, good morning. Hope, uh, hope all is well, and I hope everybody out there listening is having a dandy day yeah i mean it's we had that i'm hoping it was the last frost because i spent forever and what felt like a quarter century pulling all of my roses into my house and so i woke up this morning to this lovely leak in my in my living room one of my pots decided to thank me for not freezing them outside <laughs> and so that was a lot of cleaning and of course arthur being arthur tried to lick the water so i have had a wild morning <laughs> Uh, you know, it's the, the, the dangers of plant parenthood. I know. <laughs> well, I'm hoping that this was our last frost because I don't know if me, my, my Arthur specifically, because he was very disappointed that I did not let him eat my roses. I don't know if, if any of us can keep handling this. So hopefully we're done with, with crazy weather. I know one of the things we, we talked about last, last couple episodes was uh, taking to the cleaner was originally pointed to a, a laurel stakes. And um, I th they had some, something happened and the, the dirt surface was a concern and they ended up canceling racing for quite a bit of time. Yeah, I mean, th they, there were some issues earlier in the meet and they shut down for a couple of days. They've had uh, all kinds of track experts come in and check it out. And then that, they had a couple of breakdowns uh, one morning, uh, I guess it was Friday or Saturday morning. And um, the, the jockeys and trainers got together and decided that they needed to look at it again so they've canceled racing at least through uh through thursday due to concerns on the main track now you know we're hopeful that uh they will bring back the stakes because they're just i think i think the meet ends on may 7th uh, yeah they don't have so a lot of time to redraw yeah so these. we're, we're we're very hopeful that uh, they'll redraw on Wednesday for this weekend for the turf races, uh, and that uh, we'll get uh, we'll get a crack at uh, the Dolly Stakes there at Laurel because uh, you know taking to the cleaners is uh, she's sitting on go and and training the lights out and and hopefully uh, we'll get a shot to get her some some black type and uh, if it doesn't work out there we we've got a couple of things we're looking at later on in the summer. And um, and even if it does work out there, we still got a couple of things we're looking at later this summer. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, so we'll just uh, we'll see what happens uh, the next couple of days and hopefully they get it worked out. And if not, we'll uh, we'll go back to the drawing board and we'll figure out where we're going to send her. Well, and ideally, it'd be nice if they would redraw this race because we were look, kind of looking through Keeneland entries. And at least one of those horses from from our stakes race, the Dahlia, have, have popped up at Keeneland. So hopefully, right. you know, that makes it look different. Yeah, so I guess we'll find, I guess we'll find out when it actually. It'll look different. Happens, Hopefully, we can so. get away from that ten, 10 hole. So um, we'll see. You know, yeah. The the, the key is you know uh, the, you know the issues are are the are the dirt surface. So running on turf does not concern us. Um, but uh, we we just uh, we're, we're at their mercy. We'll see what happens, and hopefully the the horsemen and uh, the jockey club and track uh, management can come to some sort of decision that works for everybody that it keeps uh, riders and horses safe 
and uh, and we'll go from there. And if not, you know, again, we'll just uh, we'll go back to the drawing board. But that safe safety uh, being a concern uh, there is that's 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 number one on on our radar, and we got to put that before we put anything else. So that's that's the most important thing. Kind of keep rolling in this podcast, the Aces of the Sleeve. We're going to shed some light on all things Pocket Aces, kind of like what you heard with our little catch-up this morning. Uh, we're going to share the finer points of, of syndicate or and fractional ownership. We're going to discuss any topics, anything that you all have sent in and asked us to talk about. And then hopefully by the end, you're a little more enlightened, a little more entertained on the topics, and, and you feel like we have given you good value for being a member of Team Pocket Aces Racing. This week's edition, when I was scheduling these, we had decided, well, I did. There was no we. I did. <laughs> um, I decided to kind of make the trainer selection episode happen the Sunday after our open house. So it was very fascinating to me that several folks at open house came up to me and, and asked to for us to talk about actually how we go through our trainer selection process so that was a happy coincidence so here we are i know several of you are going to be very excited and very happy that this was the episode but from what like i am not privy to these i i know a bit kind of the the outlines i know i know the the general basic idea of what you and Mark look for when you are interviewing trainers and, and potentially adding a new trainer to our uh, to our ranks, for lack of a better term. So I know that there is more of a process than just kind of going onto Equibase and looking at the first trainer with the nicest looking win percentage. Yeah, you know, I, I would say... That, yeah. That's probably the last thing that we do is go on Equibase and think, okay, who's hot right now? Uh, you know, anytime we start thinking about a, a new trainer, you know, what what we are looking at first or listening to first are recommendations from people in the industry that we trust. Uh, they are there are you know relationships that Mark has had from his many years in the industry. That that he knows people and, and has has had experience with them. You know, I mean that's that's how we ended up with Susan Anderson. Mark had known her and worked with her in previous uh, capacities in his in, in his career, and um, yeah, it just uh, it made sense when we were looking for a trainer for some smaller circuits that Susan was at the top of the list. Um, you know, uh, Brendan Walsh came at the recommendation of, I believe it was Dermot at um, uh, Margot Farm that said, hey, mm -hmm. we ought to look at, uh, we ought to look at Brendan and talk to Brendan. And, you know, the list goes on and on. It, it's, it's most of the people that we have dealt with over the years have, have come, uh, the trainers we've used over the years have come at the recommendation of somebody else that we know and trust in the industry. Uh, so that's step number one, and, and you know we find out what what they are, what they're like to to work with, and uh, we get a little we get a little uh, head start before we start digging into to other things on our end. You wouldn't go to a dentist just because you know they they you saw an ad on TV and they have a bunch of shiny listings on that ad because people when they are presenting themselves to 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 the public will always put out the shiniest nicest parts of, of their of their business of their operation so it's definitely you definitely want to to take kind of like with with the dentist analogy you're not just going to randomly go because someone randomly told you you're going to do research and if it's, it's it makes your search even easier if someone you trust a family member a friend you've known a long time 
recommends that person. And it's kind of the same thing with horse trainers. Like this is our horses are, are very important to us. They're precious to us. And you know, they can't just go to anybody not to make it sound exclusive, but <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, but that, that's true. You know, we, we want, we want them in situations that, that we know that, that we feel comfortable with. And, you know, once we, once we have that recommendation, uh, the first thing that we're going to look at, you know, that we, that we will, we then will, you know, take a look at their, at the results and their at, on Equibase and see how they're doing. We'll see, you know, what kind of, uh, of of horses they have in their barn, where they're running, what kind of races they're running, and and just kind of get an idea of what they're doing there. But again, that's not the most uh, the most important thing because uh, so many different factors can weigh in on it on a trainer's success in terms of you know winning percentage and stakes races and and, and all that. So mm-hmm. uh, we look at it, but it's not it's not the the driving factor behind our decision. Uh, what we look at next is going to be their history of violations. It's, it's all out there. It's, it's available online and, and we look at that. And if you've got a, you know, any, any kind of serious, uh, medical medication violations or illegal substances or, you know, a continual string of overages on legal substance or uh, um, legal medications, you know, that's a major red flag, especially the, the illegal substances. If you've got those in your history, um, that's a problem and, and we're not likely to be able to use you. Um, you know, likewise, if you've got a string of overages that just, you know, one, one right after the other and in, in short, uh, stretches of time we're not going to use you uh, we're not uh, that, that's not what we want that, that the last thing in the world we ever <laughs> want to have is have a horse dq'd because yeah. uh you know we we uh, because there's there's an issue with medication we, we th- this game has it, it struggles with the perception of the public and the last mm-hmm. thing we ever want to do is is put a cloud on anything that we do in terms of, of trying to get an unfair competitive edge. We're never going to do that. If we do, if, uh, if a trainer does something like that uh, with one of our horses, uh, they will never have our horses again. So, um, you know, again, mistakes happen, you know, mm-hmm. overages on occasion of, of, of legal medications do happen. And if, if you've been training for 10 years and you've had, two overages or something along those lines in 10 years, that is not what I would call a pattern of consistent behavior. That is legitimate, legitimate mistakes that happen. Sometimes medications just don't clear out of the system like we expect them to. Um, you know, and not not every horse's metabolism is going to metabolize medications in the same way. Well, and metabolism you know, changes with the weather. I mean, if it's so, colder than usual and and everything goes out of whack. So well, yeah, and and you know, I mean, I, you know, my my history is in pharmaceuticals, and and I know that you know, every each medication yeah. <laughs> is uh, you know they 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 get metabolized in different. Uh, uh, pathways and sometimes those pathways are inhibited due to other things that they're on. I mean, so it's mistakes happen, and 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 if that happens, if if, if you have rare occasions where something happens, you know, we get it, we understand that it, it, mistakes do happen. Uh, we don't want them to happen, but they do. So again, if you've got something, if you've got two or three in the history of ten or fifteen years. Uh, we get that. Um, we don't want to see it. We want we want our trainers to be you know super vi- hyper vigilant about yeah. those issues with our horses, but that uh, they do happen on occasion. And you know something else that we look at that that we think is really important is you know, uh, violations aren't just 
medication, medica- medication related, yeah, uh, or, or you know whether they're legal or illegal medications. A lot of them are um, paperwork related. Clerical. There's there's the pa- paperwork. there's paperwork related. Yep. There's not getting your horse to the track on time. Yeah. Uh, before a race, a uh, ad- administrative issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so if, if again mistakes happen, and sometimes you know. The groom puts the shank on the wrong horse and yep, leads it to the we track. We, we've seen that. <laughs> we've seen that happen, and and it's just you know again we're we're human, and and everybody yeah. that works in those barns, human mistakes do happen. Well, and some but of these horses a, do have long lost twins. You'd be surprised yeah, how often they pop up. Absolutely, and 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 you know again we we don't we don't mind if we see those things happening on occasion. But if they're consistent and they're happening all the time and, and it's a pattern it's a that is an issue, then then to, to, to us, that's a red flag. Uh, you know, if you can't keep thing, your administrative stuff in, in, in line with the track, you know, there's probably going to be challenges you're going to face in your barn. And, and um, yeah. it's just a red flag for us. So, again, occasional things that happen. No problem. We get it. Uh, but if it's a consistent, uh, regular pattern of behavior, um, it, 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 it's cause for concern. Well, and I know once you even told me that that consistent strings of forgetting paperwork all the time, you yeah. know, horses going up there late all the time, like it calls yeah. into question just how how close their attention to detail is with their with their horses if they can't even do those basic very basic things because those are truly very basic things well and and it could be you know maybe that all their attention is going to their horses and uh, they the other stuff falls to the side but but whatever the case may be why why ever for whatever reason those are happening it's if they're happening all the time it's just um something's wrong and and it's just again it's just a red flag um, after we look at that, if, if everything is still, and, and, you know, we, and we have had several violations because not everybody looks at those all the time, but you know, anytime somebody gets recommended, we're going to check them out. And if, if, if they get through that next, through that step, the next, the next step is, uh, Mark's going to call them up and we're going to sit down and we're going to talk and, and, or, you know, sometimes we meet them in per Mark will meet them in person. Sometimes it's a phone call and, uh, and it's just a matter of trying to determine if we're a good fit. And we want to be very upfront with them and, and very clear from the outset that, you know, we're, we're a partnership group. We're going to have, we're going to be pe- sending people by the barn to see their horses in the mornings. Yep. We're going to be sending people to watch the horses train. People are going to be showing up. I will probably be out there. There yeah, will be pictures. Patty's going to be out there to take pictures. And, and, you know, Video. we're, we're, we're going to be, we're going to be out there. Mark's going to come see them train often. Uh, you know, when they're in, when they're in Kentucky, whether it's Churchill, Keeneland, uh, Turfway, if they're at the track in Kentucky, um, he's, he's going to be out there watching them train on a pretty regular basis. And they've got to, they've got to understand that and they've got to be okay with it. And, and, you know, they'll all say that they're okay with it, but you know, sometimes people are easy to read it. It's easy to figure out real quick that they're not so okay with it. Um, other times maybe it takes a visit or two from our partners for us to figure out (laughs) that they're not okay with it, uh, which has happened before. And, you know, we don't, we don't use some of those folks, uh, anymore. Um, you know, another big thing that, that, you know, we like to be sure that they're clear on is because, you know, ultimately we trust our trainers. Uh, they, they are with the horses, 24 seven and they should know them better than anybody. And so we're, we're typically going to defer to their advice, their suggestions. Um, but what we can't have is 
them deciding on their own that uh, uh, we've got a horse that's based at, at one track and they decide without any conversation with us that they need to go to another track and then they get shipped halfway across the country or even down the road you know yeah. we need to know what's going on and where our horses are all the time if you feel like that horse needs to make a move well you know we're probably going to support it uh, there's very few times yeah. when we're going to put our foot down and say no we don't want to do that it, it does happen uh, but um again you know, we, we we trust the trainers to know the horses better than than we do because they're the ones that live with them yeah. uh, but you can't just make decisions on your own you can't enter a horse in a race without us knowing what you're doing yeah. um you know uh, well, and that so, varies that varies among owners like i uh, i have met owners who have blatantly said i just i you know i listen to my bloodstock people i just sign the checks i send yep. them to you know whoever the trainer is maybe they've known them for a long time and and we just we find out where the horse is going and where the horse is racing through the equibase notice you know, yep. some people are okay with that, but we are not some people. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not. Yeah, that that that's not gonna gonna work for us. And part of that is because, you know, we we feel that it's it's our fiduciary one of our fiduciary duties to keep all of our partners informed of what's going mm -hmm. on with their horses, and um, you know, we can't do that if we don't know. Uh, so so the trainers that take the approach of I'm calling I'm I'm the you know I'm calling all the shots and. If you yeah. don't like it, you can come pick them up. You know, we're not going to use those. And, and we will that, be and there are a lot to pick them up. <laughs> yeah, and, and there are a lot of trainers that are like that and, and that have had great success. And and you know what? If it works for you as an owner, it works for the trainer, mm -hmm. that's great. It's just not It's just not for us. It doesn't work for us. Um, because, you know, I tell you what, there's nothing that has, well, I just say nothing, but I find it incredibly infuriating when I send out an, an update uh, on Sunday or Monday that the horse is at Churchill Downs and training great. And then on Monday morning, they get a work notice that or on Tuesday morning, there's a work notice that the horse uh, trained at the fairgrounds or something. Yeah. I mean, that that burns me up more more than anything. And well, because you look uh, like a just, liar and that's it, well, it, well, look, no worse than that. It looks like we just don't know what the hell we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and and uh, so, you know, we've, we've had those issues that have happened and come up. And um, again, you know, we're not we're not using those folks anymore. So and um, obviously we're not talking about emergency situations like we would like to be informed. But if it's a situation where that horse needs to go to the vet now, like send them while you're oh, calling absolutely. us, you know, don't, don't wait for us to tell you if you know, go like, go, we'll forgive you for calling us as they're en route. Like, just go. That's exactly right. That's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's always going to be exceptions to every rules yeah. and, and emergencies, getting them to the, getting them to the clinic. If they need to go to the clinic, uh, obviously do what you need to do in a situation like that. But, uh, but your, your typical everyday stuff, uh, yeah. you know, we, we got to know what's going on. So the, yeah, that's, that's, that's the main thing. And, and, you know, if, like I said, if we get any indication that they, that they don't, that they don't want crowds or, or not crowds, but they don't want people coming to the barn on a yeah. regular basis, uh, we, we get indications that communications are going to be a problem, then, uh, you know, we're, we're likely going to be trying to find somebody else. So, and, and, and they have to be, and also, you know, the trainers have to be willing, not just to have people come by, but spend a little bit of time with our with our people uh and believe me we get it uh, if you've got three or four horses if you, you know if it's on a race day and you got three or four horses running that day it can be a little more challenging uh, than other times but uh you know give them a give them a give them a handshake how you doing the horse is doing great 
uh, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. You know, we just ask, give, give a little, give a little time to them. And honestly, um, uh, you know, we don't ever hear of any problems. The only time I think we've ever had an issue is when a trainer was, was just loaded down for the day and had uh, just a boatload of horses running and he just didn't have time to, to stick around the paddock and chat. But uh, all the trainers uh, that we're using right now uh, t- to this point uh, have been just fantastic and given time to, to the partners and, uh, and partners, you know, if you're listening and you ha- you have had a, an experience otherwise, please let us know. Uh, Cause uh, we think that's a very important uh, piece of this and that, that you need to be able to have that, uh, that access or that, uh, that ability to talk to them when you're there in, in, in person. So uh, if you've had issues. Yeah. So it sounds, I mean, we go through a pretty, pretty detailed, pretty uh, extensive process on making sure that we select a trainer that we know is going to work out for pocket aces. And I know sometimes we do end up moving our horses to other trainers within, you know, that we already use sometimes to, to a new trainer that we've interviewed. Can you maybe elaborate a little bit about sometimes why they move? Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and every situation is different, you know, Some, sometimes it, it happens because we've started out with a horse at a, at a big track and a big circuit uh, with a, you know, a high dollar trainer and, and it becomes apparent that the, the horse just doesn't, just isn't competitive, doesn't have the talent, doesn't have the, the mind or, or whatever the case may be, it's just not competing on a, on that level, uh, at which time we may try to find a trainer on a smaller circuit, uh, runs at smaller tracks where the horse can be a little more competitive. Um, you know, sometimes sometimes things just don't work. You know, for whatever reason, the the horse and the trainers just don't click. Or, uh, you know, the the you know we we had in the case of Justice of the Peace. You know, he just kept having these nagging small little injuries and small little issues and, and you know cal lynch has won a lot he's won races for us and we think he's fa- we, we he's a fantastic trainer and we've had luck with him and we intend to send him horses again but you know the situation with just the piece it just it just it just wasn't working and, and because he kept having these nagging ongoing you know health issues uh, we decided hey you know what let's bring him around here where we can have our our eyes on him more often and and have him you know be, be on top of the situation with him uh so sometimes it's for that reason. Um, sometimes it's just a matter of um, you needing a little more flexibility. You know, if you are a trainer at Churchill Downs and you've got, you know, you've got stalls at Churchill, but that's the only place you have them. Uh, you can't ship your horse and run it at Indiana if you, unless you have a string of horses at Indiana, mm-hmm. uh, because they don't want your horses running anywhere else during the meet, during the Churchill meet. Uh, and, the, and the racing secretaries, uh, you know, you ship a horse out, they'll tell you not to bring them back because they want their races to fill. They don't care what's happening at Indiana Grand or Horseshoe Indianapolis, sorry. Uh, so sometimes you need, you need a horse that's, or need a trainer that's got a little more flexibility. Maybe they've got strings of horses at a, at a couple of different tracks. Um, so that, that, that plays into why we might make a move. Uh, there's, there, there's a, just a whole variety of reasons. And, uh, and, you know, some, in some cases uh, there's just been communication issues that they're not communicating with us the way that we think they need to be communicating with us. So we'll make a change. And uh, other times, you know, again, it's just, things just aren't working like you hope they're going to work. And, and a fresh start is, is what sometimes was what the horse needs. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's just how things work out sometimes. And, and, it you know things change and that's okay you know we'll yep. we'll make sure all the partners know and we'll communicate and we'll make sure everybody 
knows that where the horse is going and if the horse is moving trainers. I know, if, like for training centers, I know if if people didn't know, some tra- some farms have a um, like an on staff trainer, I guess. And you mentioned uh, Dermot, who's out at Margo. He's he's there on staff trainer. Well, for a couple more days. And, a couple uh, more days. And, and then Dermot, uh, Dermot is uh, leasing a farm and he's going out on his own. Okay. And uh, so uh, Dermot will be doing his own thing. Uh, he, he'll probably be doing some some training maybe, uh, mm-hmm. but in terms of uh, track training and getting horses breezing. But I think primarily he's going to have mares and babies and okay. uh, going to have some, um, yeah, and he'll do some braking uh, there because he'll have some like turf gallops and that okay. sort of thing at, at where, at where he's going. But, I don't believe he's going to, at, at this point, he does not have a place with a track, but um, uh, he's talked about potentially training, uh, maybe legging horses up at the Thoroughbred Center or something like that. So not not mm-hmm. sure if that's going to happen. But uh, yeah, so I know that I, I spoke with Jim Hill at Margot during the open house, and he said that they they were actually uh, had made an offer that morning, or, and they were waiting to hear back or trying to work out details. So don't know yet. He didn't say who it was, and I didn't ask, so you know, not okay. my business yet. Uh, but I do know that they are in the process of getting Dermot's replacement selected, and um, they're looking forward to um, you know getting somebody else in the mix. And uh, you know Richard Budge, uh, who was at, at Windstar for many years, will be uh, kind of he's the general manager there at Margo, and he'll be taking over. He'll be handling the duties uh, in Dermot's place until the, the the new person gets gets situated. Okay. Well, wow, that's exciting. Well. Best of luck to Dermot. You know, best of luck from from all of us at Pocket Aces. And absolutely, you know, we hope the new venture works out and is exactly what you wanted to be. Yeah, Dermot has been a he's been a great partner to us, and uh, he's been a, an, an inter, integral to Margot for, geez, ever since we've been out there, he's been there. So uh, uh, he's he's done great work for us, and 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 I firmly believe that if it what you know that that Margot team. Uh, you know, they're the reason the Temple City Terry came back last year in, in as great a shape yeah. as she did and, and had had the campaign that she did. So, yeah, they did uh, a they fabulous do, they do job. fantastic work, mm-hmm. do fantastic work out there. Absolutely. Well, well, we actually made it. It's going to be it was a shorter episode this time. So we didn't lie. It was slightly shorter this time. Slightly shorter. Slightly Still sh- not that short. It's OK, but we're getting there. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the process. We hope it was enlightening, maybe answered some of your questions, because I know we had a couple people really request this episode. So we hope that it's it's fascinating and that and that you've got you know, you gleaned something out of it. We're always we're always here. And if you're if you get to the end of this and you find that you still have questions, please shoot us uh, an email. Uh, respond on on the the facebook comment in the comment sections when this goes up on our on our social medias please send us and and ask any questions that that you would like answered if we didn't touch base on it here or if or if you felt that maybe you would just like a little bit more detail like please feel free to to ask us a question and send something in and we got lots of suggestions on tops topics at the open house and we hope to to have a have an episode on each of those and uh Keep sending them to us and um, appreciate you joining us and hope everyone has a fantastic rest of your week. Absolutely. Have a happy Wednesday, everybody. And we'll see you next week for our next episode.